0: It's time to talk BYU football. You're tuned in to the Coordinator's Corner, live from JCW's in Provo, giving you the inside scoop on BYU football from the coaches themselves, JCW's, the Burger Boys. To lead things off, let's head live to your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Welcome to Coordinator's Corner, everyone. Sitting in for Greg Rebel today, I am Spencer Linton. Greg in Colorado, ready to call the BYU women's soccer match against the 21st-ranked Buffaloes. There is much to discuss in regard to BYU football. The coordinators are here, starting with Elisa Tuiaki, man in charge of coordinating the defense for BYU football, following a 27-0 shutout loss to LSU coach. I know it's always tough to come off of a loss, uh, but let's let's just start with your overall impression of the LSU Tigers and what they brought to the table in the Superdome in New Orleans. R-
2: really good team. I, you know, obviously, everybody could see that when they were watching. I think that the really good team, well coached, and and uh, at least on the offensive side, I thought that their schemes were, were good. They were they challenged us in in every way as far as the run, you know, with the fly sweep and run downhill with a really really good running back as well as Good, uh, good. I mean, their their personnel was, was good, and so impressed by them. And uh, you know, I, I, talking to my wife last night, I wouldn't be surprised if you find those guys in the in the playoffs. I mean, they're they're really really good. Well, that high level of talent. I, I think so.
1: And it's not like you haven't coached against that level of talent. You and I were talking before the show started. You've seen SEC speed like that with Auburn while well, you're at Utah State. So yeah. this is this is not something new. Yeah,
2: I and mean, you know, we you you play different teams from the Big Twelve, from the from the Big Ten, and you know. Um, can't say I can't remember if I played anybody in this in the ACC, but um, definitely in the SEC. And I, I just I, you know overall from top to bottom, m- mistake-free on offense. Really tough scheme to cover, but also the personnel was good.
1: Now it's hard not for fans because that's what fans do. They over they overreact. They knee-jerk react. But now that you've had a weekend to think about it and, and watch the film and your defense was on the field for 42 minutes against a very well-coached offense with high-level athletes, what did you think about the defensive performance?
2: I, you know, I was, I was, I'm sure I was like everybody else, a little you know, overreacting in the middle of the game and after the game. and So when, it, when we got back home, we got back at 4 a.m. on Sunday. Um, you know, I wanted to to just go to church <laughs> and just relax and and uh, you know, kind of take my mind off of it and and kind of get things back in perspective. And you know, after church, I got back home and uh, you know, just hung out with my family for a little bit. And then I shot I shot a text message to all the defense and just you know, reminded them reminded all of them to keep a good balance in their lives. You know, to go to church and be a good good husband, good father, good brother, just like Kalani Sitaka wants us to. And and uh we'd come back and, and make the corrections as we needed to and so after that i basically watched the film late at night and and uh it, it wasn't as bad as i thought it was you know there's a lot of good things a lot of things to improve um you know I, just looking at us i think there's a lot, lot to improve but also there's a lot of credit to give on the other side i mean it's it was it was a really good team and and uh good scheme you know, their their offense coordinator called a great game, and so there's a lot to take away from it. But uh, you know, we just we just have to improve what we can improve. And you know, technically, I, we talked to them this morning, the players, um, there were times where we felt like guys were kind of reaching out of their element, trying to make an, a play that that uh, we weren't asking them to make. And so it was really about them trusting each other, especially when things get hard. You know. Um, you, you, as a good player, you start to feel like you're the only player that can make plays out there, right? Well, it's, you look to the right, look to the left, and trust the guy next to you, and just know, hey, you're a baller. Well, he's a baller too, you know. And so, let him do his job, you do your job, and so uh, that was kind of focused today, and going back and just correcting just technical things, you know. As we talked as a staff before we we spoke with the kids, it was really there wasn't very much scheme that we were correcting. It was more just technical things, and maybe a couple of personnel changes that we could have done to help out, but. Other than that, it was just tightening things up and, and uh, you know, rewarding that or just at least complimenting them for the effort that they put in. Mean, and they played hard. The kids played hard um, in football games where there's a lot of emotional, you know, uh, sways and changes. It, it never really happened. You know, the offense kind of uh, stalled a little bit. And the, uh, we never made anything happen on defense. We never created any takeaways. But also... Uh, the level of emotional play that they played at uh, the, was, was really, really high. And so we complimented for them for that and, and look forward for this week.
1: Defensive coordinator Eliza Tuiaki with us uh, on Coordinator's Corner. Glad to have everyone uh, listening in on BYU Radio Series, XM Channel 143. Also watching on the BYU Football Facebook page. And among another myriad of options uh, to soak all of this in. What is the feeling like in the team room right now? Uh, because... Kalani Satake said, well, after the Portland State game, I had to remind the guys that they won the game. Coming off a 27 nothing loss, now that you've had a chance to see with them, what, what's the overall atmosphere and feeling for the team right now going into the Utah game?
2: I think they're doing fine. Um, Kalani always does a really good job with uh, keeping things in perspective. You know, The truth is we got beat We got beat by a really good team. There's a lot for us to, to improve, um, and there's things that we go back and look at that you know, we probably we, we, we could have and we should have done better. Um, if we would have just you know stayed and stayed with the game plan and so I think I think everyone's everyone's okay, you know um, Licking their wounds and moving along and as soon as we put that that film to rest I mean uh, practice today was really good. It was kind of up and uh, at least on the defensive side, guys. Guys were running to the ball. Leaders were kind of yelling at everybody getting to the ball. And and so they're they're ready to to, to take the next step and uh, you know make the improvements that we need to make.
1: Ed Orgeron was very complimentary of the BYU defense. Uh, he also spoke. Uh, I sorry, I should say Darius Geis, one of the Heisman Trophy candidates, spoke specifically on social media about BYU making them earn everything that LSU got. Uh, what was your impression from the opposing coaches when you when you you spoke with them after the game and and had exchanged words there you know um,
2: <laughs> they, they they were they, they gave us a lot of credit which we we appreciate you know and you know like the same thing that we're doing I think we're giving them a lot of credit which they are they are a good team and uh it's 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 nice it's validating to to get that kind of compliment but at the same time we we still did lose and there's a lot of things for us to improve and so I think you just kind of take it and you know, it kind of helps you lick your wounds a little bit, but move forward. Where would you start your concerns
1: in terms of, okay, to get ready for Utah, I've seen two games worth of footage. Defensively, what's number one concern for you at, in, in terms of getting
2: better for Utah? So We, we, we just got to tighten up with all the technique things, but, uh, you know, we, we lose Micah Hanneman for the first half on that targeting that he had, which, uh, you know, the next guy stepping up. So Marvin Heffel ended up uh, stepping up and, and playing. Uh, Tanner Jacobson was already, you know, he already had a role and was playing and stepping in. And so, you know, we had two two kids that uh, were basically walk-ons that are that are out there making tackles and doing a really good job. And, you know, I think that's one thing that Kalani uh, – you know, prides himself in as a head coach is you know you can't really tell the difference between a walk-on and a scholarship kid and to so try to play the best players and those kids are, have uh, definitely you know come on and and uh, contributed to the team in a really really good way. So, but I think uh, concern-wise, just making sure that we can we, we'll, we'll be we'll be ready with the next guys that step up. You know, at the backer spot, at the safety spot, and right now with Micah Micah sitting out for the first half, we got to make sure that we've got guys that are ready to play. How's the overall health of the defense thus far? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I thought we came out of it pretty healthy. Um, you know, we went into it a little banged up with Butch and, and uh, Matt Hadley. You know, kind of, they didn't, they didn't practice for two days. They were just struggling through some things. But they, they played hard, and I think that they'll, they played the whole game. They're coming back. And so... I think uh, we'll we'll be all right for this week.
1: All right, we'll take a short break. Coming back with more from Coordinator's Corner at JCW's, the Burger Boys in Provo, Utah. If you want the ins and outs of what's happening with the BYU defense and offense, this is the place to be. Stay with us on BYU Radio and the BYU Football
0: Facebook page.
1: Coordinator's Corner continues after this.
0: You're tuned into the Coordinator's Corner, live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to JCW's in Provo and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Sitting in for Greg Rubel, I am Spencer Linton. This is Coordinator's Corner, live in Provo, Utah. We are sitting down with the defensive coordinator for BYU football, Elisa Tuiaki. We have addressed the LSU game. Now, obviously, attention can turn to the team up north in Salt Lake City, the University of Utah I don't know if you know this, Coach, but uh, BYU is trying to break this streak against them. Maybe somebody has reminded you of that. How much do you know about Utah football at this point as far as their 2017 squad goes?
2: About uh, them, their personnel? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of kids that I recruited that have already, already graduated. I think the last few classes that I've helped recruit are seniors now. and so there's. I mean, the team really looks new um, on the offensive side especially. I mean, there's, I, don't, I don't really know any of those kids except for the left guard and left tackle about it and so it's really you know i'm ready to get after it
1: (laughs) you watch the lsu film at what point do you turn the page and say okay we we have we're trying to learn from the lsu game and the portland state games but we also have to focus on on utah so when do you start to focus all of your attention on the utah film specifically
2: that i mean that happened right after right after our first meeting where we put the put the lsu game to bed um the, the, our practice basically goes in and we're practicing a lot of the base stuff that we see against Utah and against our base stuff and getting the kids to run around and you know make calls and checks and all that stuff. And so we've already moved on and we're ready to go.
1: The defensive line had some question marks coming into the season because they were unknown. Sione Takitaki coming back after a year off now the implementation of a beast in Kyrus Tonga, who is a true freshman and who made some good plays against the likes of LSU. And now Corbin Kafusi had eight tackles on Saturday night against the Tigers. How would you assess the play of the defensive line specifically where you
2: specialize? Um, good. I mean, they're, they're coming along. They're, they're a lot more stout. Um, you know. And then they played hard. They played hard. They played stout. There's there's uh obviously there there's some times and some things that we can improve but but the overall feeling is that we've got we've got a good group and we've got a deep group you know and so with the d tackles we go we go basically three deep, which is six different d tackles at play and then with the ends we, we can go six we can go six deep, but those guys don't need as much rest just because you know the guys in the interior are taking up all that, all that force, all that energy that they're that they're wasting. So we got to keep those guys fresh throughout the game. But uh, D ends, I and mean, we go into it too deep, and we feel comfortable with uh, with actually six DNs right now getting in the game.
1: What kind of challenges will Utah's offense present to BYU's defense this year? A uh, dual threat quarterback, Tyler Huntley. He's a true freshman, but looked pretty good against North Dakota. So what, yeah? What's the game plan against Utah?
2: You know, it's. Uh, <clears throat> They're a different challenge from LSU. Obviously, LSU that big physical run game and being able to stop the run. I think these guys they're going to try to run the run the ball as well. Um, you know, give the quarterback easy throws as well as that. But just covering space is probably the bigger thing with uh, all the different formations they do. The speed at receiver, they've got a lot of kids that can run. You know, just uh, making sure that we can cover all the space that way.
1: How much of a difference does it make to host a rivalry game in your venue? BYU played at Utah last year, 20 to 19, very hardly contested game. Now you're coming back to Provo as and and hosting Utah for the first time as a new staff. How much of a difference does that make?
2: I don't know. I've never really thought about that. I think I think playing at your home venue any week against anybody is always always a plus because of uh, the energy in the stadium. You know the rock and. And just uh, it, you know, it's a different deal. And we, we, our, our stadium's awesome to play in, and it's a really good venue. And so, obviously, with the with the rivalry week and and having Utah, I've never, I've been in this, I've been in this situation, but on the other side, right? I've come come and played at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium while I was working up there, and so um, I know it's an intense atmosphere, and it's going to be nice to have the crowd behind us this week.
1: Your cornerbacks will face off against uh, one of the premier wide receivers in the game, uh, Darren Carrington, a, a transfer from the University of Oregon. Is this something that they haven't seen before? Because it seems like with West Virginia last year and Toledo last year and, and now Utah this year and even LSU,
2: Like at this point there's – the, the athleticism is what it is. Am I am I right in saying that? Yeah, it? I mean everyone's fast. Everyone's fast. Everyone's tall. Everyone can catch. And so, you know, they just uh, we we've got we've got corners that we feel good about. Um, you know, gave, gave up a couple of big plays on on some play action stuff where guys were just had their eyes in the wrong spot and technique was bad. But as far as uh, matching up athleticism, I think that we got guys that can run. And you know, um, just like last week, we'll have to be really aggressive with the schemes that we put in, and uh, really force force the quarterback to beat us.
1: What kind of a pace of play do you expect between BYU
2: and Utah on Saturday? I think they're going to be no huddle fast, you know. Um, but uh, if if, uh, if you start getting a lot of quick three and outs on the offensive side, and I'm just talking to them, you got to start. And we can sustain some drives. You've got to start to question whether or not they're going to start to slow things down. And a lot of check with me is back to the sidelines to slow the game down. Um, and so I think, I think they've got to... Capability to go both fast and slow, but um, that'll really just depend on how the game's going.
1: How is this week for you emotionally, given your ties to both programs and you know the ribbing and fun that the fans have? What's it like for you as the defensive coordinator?
2: I don't really follow too much of the social media stuff going on, so I don't really know that part. But um, you know, if I had to fight my brother this week. We'd line up and fight, and he'd get everything that I have. Like, I'd give him my best shot, and, yeah. and that's just the way that I am, and it doesn't bother me one bit, not one bit. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't look at it at all as far as, you know, know some of the coaches over there and all that, but uh, we'll come shake hands at the beginning, and they're going to get our best shot, and it's going to be a bloody fight, and I hope it is.
1: Mm. Okay, BYU and Utah on Saturday night, 10:15. Eastern time, 8.15 Mountain on ESPN2. We're with defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. Coach, where do you feel like the strength of your defense is right now through two games? And I know it's hard to assess after two games, but if you had to give an A to any one thing, what would it be?
2: Oh, man. I I think I think overall there's a lot of good play, you know, in in all phases with the secondary, the backers, and as well as the D line, and there's also just a lot of improvements to make in in all phases. So I don't know if I can put a finger on just one one aspect of the game that we're making. I mean. Um, you know, the first week the corners never really tested, and this week uh, they were tested in a different way. They had to come up and tackle, and we just weren't as good as we should have been. And you know, the D line, uh, you know, thought thought they did good, did, a, did a pretty good job the first week, and decent job this week, but not good enough. And so I don't know. I I don't know where our strength is right now. I think the strength is just them as a unit, kind of playing together and believing in each other, and and uh, playing with technique
1: it's always hard to get guys to sometimes 100 percent trust their reads but when they do that they seem to the majority of the time make good plays yeah uh so how do you get those guys to just you know what you're you're making the right just go
2: yeah just practice a lot of it comes with experience you know you see a lot of the veteran guys doing it the right way and some of the younger kids kind of second guessing what they're seeing and so the coaching point is just to trust what you see and play and And, uh, you know, I think just the more experience they get, the better they will be.
1: All right, Elisa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator, with us on Coordinator's Corner. We'll take another break from JCW's in Provo, Utah, home of the Burger Boys. Come back for more BYU football in just a moment.
0: Live from JCW's in Provo, this is the Coordinator's Corner on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: In for Greg Rebell, I am Spencer Linton. You are listening to and or watching Coordinator's Corner. We are talking with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. We invite all of you to join the conversation using the hashtag CCBYU if you would like to ask questions to Coach Tuiaki or Coach Detmer coming up in just a bit. Coach, I did see one question on social media over the break um, that I'm sure a lot of people are interested in, and that is how do you address something like the targeting penalty with micah hanneman because it's an unfortunate twist but how, how do you deal with that from a coaching standpoint
2: well you know just just continue to uh to coach that they've got to make sure that their their eyes are up um when they strike i mean uh, <laughs> the, the 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 truth is he uh you could call it targeting you know and that's that's a tough situation to do it but uh you know just got to continue to, to coach those guys to face up when they tackle and and uh let them know if you leave it in the refs' hands, then you know you're you're leaving it up to chance.
1: How much of an impact will that make on your secondary in the first half, if at all, against Utah?
2: Well, I mean, the like I said, the next guy's got to step up, um, and we feel comfortable with the other guys stepping up. Like Marvin came in and had 10 tackles, and um, you know Tanner, Tanner does a good job, but also Austin Lee, who transferred from Utah, is with us now, um, is healthy now, and so we're we're planning on him him coming in and having a having a part in the game.
1: Marvin Hefo with 10 tackles. Uh, Is this something that we should be surprised about, or did you kind of get the impression that,
2: oh, he's going to make this kind of impact? He's a solid tackler. The fact that a DB is leading in tackles is not a good thing. (laughs) But, um, I mean, he's a solid tackler, does a really good job, um, and so we we, we trust that he comes in and, and does his part and does a really good job.
1: Now, you want your leading tackler, just based on how the defense is designed generally to be the middle linebacker which is Butch Pau, how would you uh, assess Butch's performance after he sat out against Portland State and, and then got back into to the swing of things against LSU
2: yeah you know he he still wasn't wasn't 100% and still banged up and you can kind of see it when you're watching him he's not as fast or doesn't change direction as as well but uh you know one of the things that, that you don't really take into consideration is when you're not practicing you're it, 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 you're not going to be as good, you know. No matter who you are, you have to practice and you have to see certain looks and you have to, your body has to move a certain way and your everything's got to be in sync and just, you know, missing a couple of days of practice, you can tell, kind of shows up. And, I mean, he's still physical and still does a really good job and and uh, he's a guy that plays with no fear. But, uh, you know, having him back full this week and practicing and all that is going to be huge for us.
1: This in using the hashtag CCBYU, some guy named uh, at Jerem Jordan asks, does Coach Tuiaki want any chicken fingers or fries? It doesn't have any bones in it. What Kind of meal is that? Fair enough. Uh, we'll we'll say that's a that's a no there. Uh, secondly, when, well, I'm trying to transition out of that one, and I'm, sure, I'm not sure how to do it.
2: I was I was sitting here kind of eyeballing that that mint chocolate chip though. That looks really good.
1: Okay. All right. Get the get the man a shake. He deserves it. After two games, um, I know that because of the fan base reaction on social media and because of social media in general, it just, it kind of feels like the sky is falling. How would you address the BYU fan base after you've seen what you have seen? And you're, I mean, you're in it. You know things that they don't know. It's your life. It's your job. How would you address the fan base after two games?
2: you know all hope is not lost <laughs> just just be patient you know tr- trust in the coaches trust in uh, you know coach Itaka as well as Ty, and those guys will will do a good job getting things back where they need to be but also we played a really good team you know and so um m- make the adjustments we need to make and and move forward you know i think at one point last year we were 1 and 3 you know and so um we, we were a little bit tighter closer into those games but we were, were still one and three and so we ended up nine and four at the end of the year just uh you, you lose a game you kind of press forward and keep moving along keep this, going
1: this team is very quick to say look there is no division between the offense and defense yes the defense is on the field for 42 minutes yes the offense did not play well and they're certainly trying to figure some things out how do you avoid that that separation that sometimes can creep into some locker rooms
2: uh, you know, it, I think it all starts up top, and, and uh, Kalani gets a lot of the credit. I mean, the way that he preaches and the way that, uh, you know, the brotherhood is, is, is taught in the locker room as well as just the way that he wants the coaches to do it is, I think, genuine and, and real. I mean, if, you, if you're if you really a family, right, then you're not going to sit here and point fingers and about things that other people can do. You kind of talk about it. You address it. I mean, we're not completely just avoiding it, right? I mean, we sit, sit down and address it and address the needs that we need to make as well as um, you know, knowing that at the end of the day we're going to stick together and no matter what it takes, we're going to we're going to get this thing moving.
1: Football is very much a week to week process. So let's say best case scenario, BYU ends the losing streak. They beat Utah on Saturday. At, at what, like, where does LSU factor into your mind at that point after the Utah game? Is, is it a, just a thing of the past?
2: It's. I think it's the thing of the past already. <laughs> you know, it has to be because we have to move forward. And uh, you know, we win this game, then we'll enjoy it that night, and then the next day we got to move forward and we got to get ready for the next opponent, and that's just the way that it is. And um, I think the coaches and the kids are kind of tuned into that and um, you know, in order to be successful, you just you can't wallow too long. Well, you can't celebrate too long. You just gotta stay steady and you know try to try to avoid the peaks and valleys and, and just kind of stay steady throughout the whole process.
1: No question Kalani is uh, a very approachable, even keel personality. I saw him in a way that I have not seen him after a football game since he took over as the head coach of BYU, which was legitimately frustrated. You know, he used words like inept and we've got to figure things out. Um, how, how do you approach your head coach and your friend when you see him in that mindset? What, what do you do?
2: I think I think a lot of times just giving a giving a ear, giving an ear, you know, just uh, let him kind of vent a little bit and um, you know, give some give some suggestions as far as you know, he's got Coach Lamb, Ty Dare myself and a lot of other good experienced guys, but just give him an ear as well as give him a little bit of advice and you know, let him know that we trust him still. You know, he's still our head coach and because of our faith and our belief, we still believe that he's entitled to, you know, Get, get the feelings and, the, and uh, you know, ask God <laughs> what's best for our team and kind of, you know, kind of wrestle it out in his own mind and take our suggestions and do what, he, do what he believes is right. And at the end of the day, we've got his back.
1: Yeah, well, to be completely frank, the idea of a salty Kalani Satake see, seems like an exciting thing for BYU football fans. And he got really animated against Utah last year, and uh, that meant a lot. He, he doesn't like to lose.
2: He doesn't like to lose. And, uh, you know, he everything that he does is, is genuine and he means well. Um, you know, even when he gets pissed off at myself or at Ty or anybody, it's, um, it's, uh, it's legitimate. And, you know, when he does get pissed off at me, that's, he's normally right, you know. And <laughs> so <laughs> we're, uh, you know, just address it and, and uh, stick together as a family. It's just like brothers fighting or brothers arguing or, you know, at, at the end of it. We, we know we'll get whatever's on our chest off and and uh, address it and move forward.
1: I know you're your own toughest critic. Um, do you feel like you have gotten better through two weeks into season number two?
2: I, I think so. I, I also think that Coach Lamb, you know, doesn't get enough credit for what he adds to this defense. I mean, brilliant mind, really, really good coach, and good, good great assistant head coach, too. I mean, it's just... I think that balance with, uh, with him being on defense as well as helping out Kalani is really good. And so, um, you know, a lot of credit has to go to those guys.
1: All right. Hashtag CCBYU to send in your questions. Coordinators Corner, Coach Tuiaki, thanks for the time. Get Thank this you. man some chicken wings but with
2: bones inside them, I right? I got bones, man. I got to have some crunchy, you know. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, he's
2: earned it. He deserves it. Coach, thanks for Talking about crunching bones and then drinking chocolate milkshake, you know. (laughs) Oxymoron. Good luck against Utah. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: All right, coming up on Coordinator's Corner, the offensive guru, Ty Detmer, will join us. Hey, you can stay sit. People want to see your face for just a few more seconds, Coach. Ty Detmer will join us on Coordinator's Corner. We're coming back to JCW's right after this.
0: Let's head back to JCW's in Provo and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: In for Greg Rebell, Spencer Linton here at Coordinator's Corner at JCW's in Provo, Utah. We now welcome the Offensive Coordinator of BYU Football, Ty Detmer, in with us to talk about the BYU-LSU game and get ready for the University of Utah. Coach, you joked uh, during the break that th- there might be some questions from some <laughs> fans and from people that are interested in BYU football, so let let's start with this question. After a game like that, you obviously don't prepare and plan for something like that, and, and things just kind of... Tailspin. What What do you do? Where Where do you pick your quarterback up and, and start to go to work?
3: Well, I think that's what you have to do is is not you know overreact to it and all of a sudden the players you know can't get up for the next game because they take it hard. They put a lot of work in as the coaches do, and so um, you got to be able in sports to let it go. And we always tell them let the last play go and focus on the next one. And so we got to let the last game go and, and focus on the next one. Unfortunately, it's Utah where guys are excited about that and and uh, we'll be ready to go so um you know you you look at the film you correct mistakes and you find out you know kind of who's where and, and what we can do better and then try to make those adjustments
1: how much of what happened on saturday night should be attributed to the fact that lsu is just a really good football team and byu's offense didn't execute at a high level
3: you know they are a really good team but that's not the expectations we have to go out there and and you know be held under 100 yards offense and you know minimal plays run um those aren't our expectations and so that's disappointing when we're not able to to execute and uh you watch the film and there's plays there there's plays to be had and we're young at our skill positions. You know, we're not the most experienced team, and so in an environment like that, when it starts going south, we got to be mentally strong enough to find the right guys to to go in there and somebody to make a play and to spark us. And right now, we don't have a lot of that. So we gotta we gotta have our leaders step up. Um, we as coaches gotta prepare them better and uh, have more answers for them if that's the case. But. Um, you know maybe simplify it a little more so that they don't have to think as much so all those thoughts go through your head as a as a coach and a coordinator like how can we help them just play and and use their ability but at the same time help them to get open and to to use their ability so there's that fine line between too much and not enough and paralysis by analysis or being too simple and we got to be able to to beat people and help scheme so um, you know all, all those thoughts go through your head all the way home and then all Sunday and and now this morning it's okay we put it to bed we watch the film we're on to Utah and and uh, it has to be that way.
1: How do you decompress after a situation like Saturday night?
3: It's tough because you don't have much time um, you know we get home at four thirty in the morning and and uh, sleep in go to church and then you're back to watching Utah film and start getting ready so there's no uh, there's no rest or, or kind of get away from things. It's right back at it, and uh, that's the biggest thing. Being in college football is it's a quick turnover, and and you don't have time to decompress. You got you have enough time to figure out what you did wrong and how we can get better and and maybe uh, give our players a better chance.
1: This question in hashtag CC BYU. How would you assess the play of Tanner Mangum through two weeks and and. Where do you start your coaching with
3: him? So he's done some really good things. I think, uh, you know, handling the pressure, you know, the focus was getting it out quick. And I probably overcoached that where it was get it out quick all week. um, But he went through his progressions a little too quick. You know, we had some guys open um, at times that – we just kind of didn't give him a chance and bypassed onto the next guy. And so that falls on me is over, you know, accentuating the fact that we're not going to be able to hold the ball against their pass rush. And so just got to calm him down and just relax in there a little more and, and give things a chance. And he sees that on film and, and knows that, you know, he can be better that way, but I can be a better coach that way as well. And just calming down in, in some of those situations. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you'll see him continue to improve he's he's in a new offense playing it for the first time really um and so i i think overall he's playing pretty well he's you know he's throwing the ball accurately and and uh getting it out on time last week sometimes just a little too early
1: he was very hard on himself post game during our byu tv sports uh post game wrap-up interview with dave mccann saying i made a lot of inaccurate throws you know he's pointing fingers at himself what do you do for his confidence level going into the utah game
3: well, I think um, just keep him seeing that he's doing some good things, too. You know, you want a guy that's going to be hard on themselves. That's who you want, being the leader of your team, taking it on on their shoulders and, and feeling like they can do much better. If if every guy t- treats it that way and works harder and, and more self-conscious and, and feels like they can do better and, and are going to work at it, then we'll be all right, you know. So... That's what you want, and then our job as coaches is to give them confidence that these things are going to be open, they're going to work. Just give it some time to, to let it happen. So um, that's what you want in a quarterback. You want a guy that takes takes ownership of it and, and will work at it. And I know he will.
1: Kalani Satake said you're going to reevaluate how you approach the running back situation, uh, whether it be a group of guys or you just find one and and you stick to it. What what do you what are your plans for the running backs?
3: <laughs> uh, just keep giving those guys an. opportunity Opportunity, you know, we've got to, we've got to find people that'll put their foot in the ground, and when it's tough yards, we'll get tough yards for us, and that's really what we're looking for out of that group from somebody, you know, Jamal. We don't have Jamal. We he covered up some of those things last year by making people miss in the hole. And we haven't had that yet. You know, last week was a hard evaluation. I think we only ran the ball 10 times. And so it's hard for a back to get in rhythm and to get into a flow. And, and so, you know, that's what we're looking for out of that group is somebody to emerge and be a guy that can get the hard yards and put his foot in the ground and go get four. when you, You know, when it's blocked for two, let's go get four. What's the health status like of your running backs group right now? I think pretty good. K.J. Hall hurt his elbow, so we'll kind of see where he's at. Um, I think he had an MRI this morning, and we'll know more uh, later this afternoon. But everybody else, I think Ula's finally getting close to 100%. And uh, so, you know, you should expect to see a little bit more of him. And uh, everybody else, I think, is fine, came out of it healthy. We only had 38 plays, so the chance of somebody getting hurt's minimal. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you bring, up, you bring up
1: a great point. 38 plays. I, you're, I, the thing is, you almost have to laugh about a situation like that to keep from going crazy, do you not?
3: Well, I mean, we're not laughing about it. We know we got a, a ton of work to do, but um, you know, at the same time, we, we didn't put enough drives together or first downs to give our defense a rest. So in turn, they held the ball a long time and and then we're back at it. You know, I think we had two series and then a two-minute drill, and the first half was all all we had. And so it's hard to get into a rhythm and get a feel for the defense, and you're out there, and then you're three and out, and and it just, you know, compounds the fact that you're not in a rhythm, you know, because it's hard to stay out there on a field and get a drive going and, and get to know the defense. So we've got to be better. At, at And that was one of our negatives of the game, talking to the the, the offensive side of the ball was, we got to put ourselves in third and and manageable for one, and then we can't go three and out and put our defense right back out there like we did.
1: All right, Ty Detmer, the offensive coordinator here with us at JCW's in Provo, Utah. Coordinator's Corner will continue right after this short break, including his assessment of the offensive line and how they did pass protect against that powerful front of LSU. Stay with us. We're coming back with more.
0: Live from JCW's in Provo, this is the Coordinator's Corner on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Sitting in for Greg Rubel, I am Spencer Linton. Greg, getting ready to call the Colorado BYU women's soccer match immediately following our edition of Coordinator's Corner. You can listen to that game live, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time. We're with Offensive Coordinator Ty Detmer from BYU Football talking about LSU and BYU and now planning ahead for the rivalry showdown against the University of Utah. Coach, I brought up the offensive line and pass protection, specifically against LSU, before we went to break. From my perspective and from what I've seen, it seemed like, they held their own. It's a very good defensive front. What did you see from the film?
3: Yeah, I, th- I thought we uh, protected pretty well. We um, got a, l- a few little things to clean up there, um, but overall, you know, we didn't I think we gave up two sacks and uh, and, you know, kind of where we were at, at, at later in the game where they knew we had to start throwing it. They pinned their ears back a little bit. Um, but overall, I thought our protection was pretty good. Tanner's part of that by getting it out quick. Um, and so, you know, we I thought we held up with, with their speed and size up front pretty well. So happy about that group. And, you know, there's still work to be done, and, and uh, we got to be cleaner in the run game. But uh, overall, pass protection-wise, we held up pretty good.
1: Hashtag CCBYU to ask questions to Ty Detmer. And uh, on that hashtag, several people... One knows status of Riley Burt and, and where he factors into the running back group.
3: Yeah, so, you know, Riley through fall camp was kind of down the line a little bit, just, um, you know, getting a feel for the different types of runs and things. And uh, and so, you know, he's a guy that, that we kind of feel like needs a little more time, a little more seasoning before you put him in a game and, and try to, you know, run him downhill, those types of things. So he's, uh, you know, we don't feel like he's – Ready yet to be that back that can go get the tough yards that we need inside um against good teams like that um but you know he's he's also a guy we're bringing along and trying to keep ready, giving some a few reps here in practice that you know he can continue to work and uh at this point in the season, it's tough to to get guys you know r- reps um because you're you're game planning and you only get so many reps a week at certain plays. That, uh, you know, he's getting a few here and there, but um, it's going to be on him to really kind of continue to improve and get a lot of mental reps. And then there may come a time with some injuries and things that he turns into the guy.
1: Ula Tolutau is another guy that that's come up quite a bit, and he's been banged up early in this season. How close to 100 percent is Ula?
3: I think he's close. Uh, he was ready to go this week, um, this last week, and and uh, you know just the way the game kind of went, um, we ended up you know not playing him much, if, if any at all, on the offensive side. So that gives him an extra week to really feel good about where he's at and, and legs healed up, and and I think he'll be 100 percent going forward.
1: Ty Detmer with us, offensive coordinator for BYU football. Where do you begin your attack against the University of Utah and their defense? And, and how similar are they to a team like
3: LSU? Yeah, they're pretty similar. You're, you're going to see man coverage. You're going to see a little bit of a mix of cover two, cover three. Um, but they play physical. They play fast. And, uh, and, you know, that's the way they've been built. They've been a really good defense for a number of years now. And they're tough up front. they got speed in the secondary. And so I'm hoping that experience with LSU helps us, you know, now understand the speed of the game that's going to happen and and we're able to go in and play fast and things aren't happening too fast for us. So I think that was a great experience to have for us. You know, hopefully the the intensity in practice this week will be ramped up and we'll have a really good week of work and come out sharp and ready to go.
1: At what point in your football career at BYU did the game start to – uh, preferably slow down for you as a quarterback
3: i got to play you know quite a bit as a freshman uh more backup type of duty i started one game and then my sophomore year about halfway through that season things kind of slowed down for me a little bit and kind of felt really comfortable with the offense so it takes some time you know it, it takes uh Reps and seeing, you know, we're seeing things for the first time. Tanner is, you know, certain plays against a certain coverage for the first time, and so that process is is happening in his head, and sometimes too quick, and and uh, we're jumping progression, you know, one to three sometimes, and and so uh, it, it's not an overnight where you just go in and you got it. So um, he's he's learning it on the fly and against really good teams. So you know, for me, I got to play in the whack, and you're playing. New Mexico and and some of those schools uh, where it was a little slower game Um, and then of course my junior year we played start off with Miami and I'd already had a season and a half of experience so that made a a big difference playing a team like that where you go play LSU your second start you know after sitting a year in a new offense is not uh, not the most favorable situation
1: yeah certainly so uh, with Tanner, I mean, is it pretty typical for for a quarterback at this level, six to eight games before things really start start to click? And what what's the window you're looking for?
3: Well, I think with his experience as a freshman, um, that helps speed up the process. So I expect to see him just play better and better each week. And uh, he hasn't been playing bad. So it's, I, I know the expectations were through the roof for the guy, which isn't really fair. Um, and so – We've got to temper that a little bit and let him get into the flow of the game and, and start seeing it and understanding it, and then things start happening naturally for you. Right now it's still kind of processing in his brain, and he's looking here to here to here instead of feeling it a little bit more. So um, that will start happening, and, and he'll just continue to improve. But it's uh, you know, I think it will speed up because he's had the experience he's had as a freshman.
1: All right, this then, uh, for hashtag CCBYU, Jerem Jordan asking you, uh, Ty Detmer, if he can call a play on your headset this season in your voice.
3: No. <laughs> we got enough problems with me calling them in my voice, <laughs> let alone Jerem Jordan calling one. Although, who knows, it may work. We'll, we might, we might get, be getting to the point where we'll try anything, Jerem.
1: Okay. Oh, that is uh, too funny. Uh uh, let's just let's stay on those lines. <laughs> Has his impression impression of you gotten better or worse as time has gone on?
3: Honestly, I haven't heard it since okay. uh, last spring. So you know, I don't tune into much media or <laughs> social media stuff. Right? You're now. You're not
1: watching every show that we do, Coach. I
3: would love to, but you know, <laughs> time's a little limited. So I haven't set the recording deal yet either. So all right, well, we'll,
1: we'll talk. To, we'll talk to your family and see if we can right. help, we can help you out. with That, uh, <laughs> Coach, with Utah uh, and what they're going to try and do defensively up front. Where do you? feel like the strength of their defense is and where you feel like you really need to hunker down against the youths
3: well it's you know they're going to pack the box um and load up to stop the run that's kind of where every defense starts if you talk to any defensive coordinators we got to stop the run first and so i expect to see you know eight in the box um seven in the box a lot of safeties down in there um to stop the run first so you know we've got to make plays in the passing game we've got to be tight on our run blocks and and we're going to have to throw it to win it. Uh, we're going to have to run it also. So, you know, the the plan won't really change for us a whole lot. Um, you know, we still want to keep the defense fresh, keep them off the field, and and uh, put some drives together that end in points. So, um, but at the same time, we've got to go out and make some big plays within that game to have a chance to win. All right, we're coming
1: back uh, with uh, some more questions for the offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer. This is Coordinator's Corner at JCW's in Provo, Utah, sitting in for Greg Rubell. I am Spencer Linton. Do not go anywhere.
0: Let's head back to JCW's in Provo and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubell.
1: Spencer Linton in for Greg Ravel. This is Coordinator's Corner live on the BYU Football Facebook page and on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. We are at Ty Detmer, 1990 Heisman Trophy winner and current BYU Offensive Coordinator. Coach, the speed of the game is something that is talked about a lot, and no matter how many reps you go through in fall camp and, and how many different practices you run, until you get in an actual game, it's hard to simulate what that is actually like. So how much do you take into consideration given that fact about the struggles that your team has dealt with this year?
3: I don't think you put a lot into it. I mean, we've played a couple games now and, uh, you know, we we should be further along and, uh, you know, not limited like we were last Saturday against anyone. Um, So that was the downside of, of everything. But, it helps to have game time and game experience. And, and, you know, you're seeing a different defense every week, a different type of scheme, and you've got to make those adjustments. So um, that happens with game experience and, and guys kind of sorting it out on the run. So the game experience definitely helps, but uh, we're kind of to a point now where there's no excuses. We've got to go out and execute and, and uh, put our guys in position to be successful.
1: Other than running back, do you feel like you know? Who you want to put on the field right now
3: man we 're searching for everybody you know we 're trying to give everybody an opportunity and uh, find guys that are gamers you know that at the end of the day you 've got to be able to, to be a gamer and step up and, and make plays in a game and I felt Micah Simon kind of showed us something last week, um, broke a couple tackles the game didn 't seem too fast for him. Um, you know, we've got to get some of the other guys to have a similar type of experience all at the same time. It can't be one guy a week. It's got to be, you know, okay, that guy needs to play more. This guy needs to play more. So we're starting to get a handle on who maybe we'd be in for certain things. And and then, you know, then you'll worry about tendencies after that. But right now we've got to find the right combinations for the right type of plays and the right type of routes and, and then uh, get them in the game for those.
1: What's the atmosphere like uh, in the offensive playroom right now with the coaches? What's, um, what's the feeling like?
3: Well, there's obviously concern. You know, we are we've all played here or been a part of BYU, and we know what the expectations are, and we know that we're falling short right now, um, leaving our defense on the field as long as we did. Um, so you know it's kind of all ideas are up but at the same time we don't want to put a new offense together each week that our players don't know. You're only as good as what your players know. So we've got to kind of sit down and and make sure that we're we're giving our guys a chance to play fast and not think and and do too much. If that means narrow the package, then narrow the package if that means you know try to spread people out a little more and and create more space for them, then we'll do that. So it's it's kind of a think tank in there right now a little bit without overthinking things too much. You know, LSU is a really good football team. I mean, they're they're one of the top teams in the country, and uh, we you know we didn't play to our expectations, and but. You know that's a really good football team we win against. So you don't want to hit the panic button. You know we we were in a similar situation after UCLA last year where, man, it was kind of ugly and we weren't doing great. And then all of a sudden things started going and we started scoring points and winning games. And so we just got to kind of rely on that a little bit. Some of those experiences we've all had either playing or coaching and and uh, get back to to doing what we feel like we're the best at and give our players a chance.
1: You mentioned Micah Simon as a guy that that showed you some things. Uh, Were there any others that stood out to you offensively through the first two weeks that you you feel like, okay, you're showing me some things?
3: Yeah, I I think certain guys in certain situations, you know, we're starting to figure out that this is their skill set and maybe this is what they're best at. The other things, uh, maybe not so good. So we've got other guys that maybe can do that. So, um I, th- I think Matt Bushman's done a great job at the tight end position. Um, you know, our, our backs got to get going. We got to find somebody that can break tackles. And then, uh, you know, Tanner's got to keep improving and, and keep staying in there and, and just going through the progression and so um, I think we've got guys in some situations that we're starting to figure out that this is what they're best at and now we've got to put them there and give them those opportunities and, and as a coach you call it and you hope they make the play you know you, you hope it it works out like it's drawn up um, and you, you hope that those guys step up and become the players you think they are.
1: How many times on Saturday night did you find yourself in a situation like that where you call the right play, it opens up like you hope it will, and then it's just not executed?
3: There were a few times. (laughs) <laughs> there were a few of those. When you go back and watch the film, it's like, oh, man, we had opportunities. You know, there were – and and we may not have gone out and scored 60 points, but there were opportunities to keep drives alive and to keep our defense off the field. And then maybe it turns into a dogfight and we're in the game. So those are the opportunities as a coach you look at and you're just like, man, I, you know, you're scratching your head like – we're that close to, to having opportunities, and we got to start making some plays. Whether it's, you know, a guy gets hit on protection, we get one of the sacks, we got a guy running wide open that we can't get it to. And, and so it's a combination of, of a guy here, a guy here, and, and we just got to put it all together and start playing.
1: The competitor, Ty Detmer, good luck against Utah this week, Coach. We appreciate, appreciate the insight. Not many people show up and, and do this and have to put up <laughs> with this. So, it's
3: all good. That's part of it.
1: Bra- yeah, so. bravo to you. Get the man <laughs> some food, a shake or whatever before he gets out of here. And, uh, yeah, in all sincerity, best of luck against Utah. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, it. this has been Coordinator's Corner from JCW's in Provo, Utah. Remember, stay with us on BYU Radio. Greg Rebell is ready to call the BYU-Colorado women's soccer match right now from Boulder. The ladies looking for win number one on the season. We'll have much more on Super Tuesday on BYU TV's coverage uh, with BYU football. For Ty Detmer, Lysa Tuyaki, I am Spencer Linton, and not to mention every fantastic member of the crew here today. Hashtag CCBYU. You can join us anytime on Coordinator's Corner. That'll do it for us from JCW. See you next time.